0: Q and A episode eight. This is episode eight. Eight weeks we've been doing. Man, this. I didn't.
1: Man, I, I would have thought maybe four. Yeah, half of that. Uh huh. It, it just. Well, this, you this skipped is, last week
0: because you were out on the beach. Yeah, so, it was, hey, for I was you it's the beach
1: was nice. I, I, let me tell you, man, it <laughs> was like I, we were totally unplugged. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, didn't good. No, work was, did not exist. Man, it was good. It was a good refresher and good you know booster yeah. for me.
0: Yeah, well, we talked about it on Wednesday. If everybody we know you you need and deserve a break, yeah. So yeah,
1: I'll, I'll take that, man. Yeah, I'll take that. Hopefully you're back and I'm back. I'm ready to go. Let's go ready with the questions. To get, ready to get it. Uh, just
0: a reminder: no episode this Sunday, Fourth yep. of July. We, we announced this on Wednesday, but enjoy the time with your family. Uh, we won't have an episode. We will be back to our normal schedule next week, mm-hmm. uh, next Wednesday with our roundtable and Friday and all that good stuff. So, no episode here this Sunday. Uh, have a great 4th of July. Uh, question one. George Hill asks, who is the, was the best player you ever played with and who was the best player you ever played against? Hold on, let me guess. Can I guess? Uh, n- let me guess who the best player you've ever played with was. Okay, go ahead. Dion. Best player you ever
1: played with. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a two-part answer there okay. to that question. Dion was the best athlete that I've ever been around and had ever played with. I mean, really? just a phenomenal athlete, and, and was extremely smart. You know, people don't give him enough credit for for how he prepared, um, how he uh, you know understood you know coverages and, and did the little things. Like he he just understood the game. Like mm. his his football IQ was unbelievable. If he yeah. was in the boundary or if he was out on the main field, and you know how the teams are going to approach. Or you know, attack him and all. He just understood the game, and he had athletic qualities that no one else had. Yeah, best hands, best feet, uh, great awareness. He was quick at the same time. You know, most times guys are that are fast aren't quick. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was just the, the total package. So Dion was one of the guys that I would honestly say, as far as best athlete, best one of the best football players. What, hold the on, guy,
0: before you answer, what was what was it about like? When you were watching Dion practice, for instance, oh, it was unbelievable. Were you yeah. sitting there? Well, obviously you were playing too, but yeah. or did you ever catch yourself thinking, "Oh my God, first time how in the world did he do okay, that?"
1: Okay, so the first time I saw Dion, in all honesty, and, and you know, you watch him and you always think, "Ah, he's a whole bunch of show and a bunch of flash." And they even played against him a couple of times. I didn't really get to really see him, but the first time I really got like to really witness him was at the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. And we were doing these backpedal drills. And we, we did, I've been doing backpedal drills forever, right? But I watched his backpedal for the first time <laughs> in person. I was like, oh, shit, that's different. <laughs> that's, that's, Just the way different. he moved yeah. was different. Like than it was like cat. Like, yeah. It was like, like a, he moved differently. He could stay in his backpedal for longer periods of time he could turn and flip his hips differently than everyone else. Just smooth. He was smooth. Man. Who it was he was playing for work. at that time? Uh it's either Atlanta or no, it was um, The Niners. The Niners, I think. And it was. In What year was this? Do you remember? It had to be ninety five ish. Okay. How many years had he been in the league? Had, in I don't
0: know what y'all's relationship. He had been in, in the other. league.
1: Uh, he had been with us, so let's see. Wait, wait, that no, wasn't ninety five. It had to be early. And that it had to be like 93, 94. So 94. you're your third year. Yeah, my third year. My okay. third year is when I saw him at the pool For the Bowl first time. The first in person. Time. Yes. And it was <laughs> – he was just different, man. More yeah. than – in I've seen great athletes have played with great athletes, but they didn't move like this guy. Yeah. Um, to move off of that?
0: Well, no. I, I want to – this is fascinating to me because it's always interesting to me when the best of the best compliment others yeah. and say they were just on another – because I've always said there should be a super NFL – Right, but guys like Vernon Davis and uh, you know what's the what's the receiver Calvin Johnson, Calvin Johnson like those yeah. guys belong in a different, even a, a higher league mm. than the NFL. And I feel like Dion. There's no higher league, that.
1: no, because the league, that's nah, not true. <laughs> there is, I mean, because the NFL is that like you talk about a guy like Dion, he's different because. He, he was just exceptional, and he was very well-rounded in a lot of things he did. But if you look at the NFL, man, the athleticism is really close. Like you said, Vernon Davis. Dude, I've seen guys who can match that. Yeah, but then there's like, – we, we, we watch practice. Calvin there's Johnson. some guys out there, you're like – Yeah, they're oh, okay. are freaks, yeah. How, right?
0: No, no, no. I'm saying there's guys out there like, I, not everybody in the NFL is a freak.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not, not – but, but I'm saying, but even though there's still like – you're close. Even the backup – to, no, to I, a guy get like, it. I get it. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You're,
0: you're watching these like third string quarterbacks. And you're
1: like, Man, me and my wife had this conversation about quarterbacks in the league the other day, and I was like, and she was, someone had mentioned to her that this quarterback sucked, and he was like a second string quarterback, and I was like, I you know what, know what how, you're gonna say. You know how many yeah, dudes? You know, if he went out on the street, he dude, would dominate you, everybody. I, I get you, it. You know how many dudes can actually spin the ball? Like, not many guys can spin it like that. Yeah. Like, maybe you can throw it, but I mean, you're be, sitting are next you to one, ag- one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you can throw it, but are you accurate? <laughs> are you going to make the right decisions? Like, yeah. it's just. That's, no, no, that you're is, right. Yeah, it's quarterback's it's, oh, way beyond yeah. physical
0: ability. So we're, For off, sorry, we're go off track. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. fun. can
1: I go into the meat of this? So Ben
0: Gibbs, best player you ever. Okay, I got so you. Dion okay. is one. Now,
1: okay. let me give it to you. Best football player, mm-hmm. Larry Allen. Okay. Best football player I've ever played that with. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. Okay. Larry Allen was the most dominant football player for at least seven or eight years of my career. Like, he dominated people across from him. And, I, and I, let me tell you this. When you can move another man that weighs 350 pounds to another spot against his own will, that's saying something.
0: Yeah. How big was he?
1: Larry was like, like 340, was 330, but he would move grown men that weighed that outweighed him, and he would say, "Look, you don't belong here. I'm going to put you over <laughs> over there against their will."
0: Is there anything more just defeating than no. being moved by another human I, being?
1: I, I, I mean, <laughs> it was incredible how he just. Totally dominated the game, and we talk about football IQ. Probably one of the highest football IQs out there. Could play multiple positions. He could play guard. He could play tackle. He could probably play the center position. Hell, if we needed him to line up at at tight end, he could probably do that. As anything he wanted, he could do it. He did a little bit of everything, man, and did it with a with tobacco in his in his sock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, skull dude was dipping in practice in the game. (laughs) Whatever they they did, he ever do it in a game? Oh. Every game, really. He had that, that skull and his dude. You take one sock. dip and
0: you're sitting there buzzing, spinning right. Uh, now he, this, buzzing! This dude's playing I'm tackle. I'm I'd Die
1: if I ever did that. But that's <laughs> that was him, man. He was he, he was incredible, man. Wow. And again, for for a long period of time, uh, he didn't get all the the hoopla, but probably yeah. the best football player I played wow. with. Wow. Yeah,
0: that's cool. That's yeah. really cool to hear. An offensive lineman was yeah best strong, football man. player. Yeah. Wow. Where does he live now? Does he live
1: around here? He's in California. Okay, in California. When do you get him on the pod? What, yeah, what are you doing? He, he's a little shy, man. He's is he quiet? Yeah, he's he's quiet. I want to hear a story. Yeah. I want to hear because I bet you. I bet you in middle school no, he like just dominated what, no, folks. No, you got to hear. High Grew up in Compton City. Uh-huh. Got stabbed in the head as oh a kid. Yeah, gosh. he's got a story, man. I'm not sure okay. how much he's going to want to share it, but
0: well, you can just you can just tell it for him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll <laughs> speak for him. All right, that was fun. Question two is from Kay Putnam. Now that we're and she puts hopefully in quotations, or uh, parentheses, now that we're hopefully getting to the other side of COVID, what are you thankful for this past year? Oh,
1: Okay, that's a great, a great question.
0: And then part two of the question, how, if at all, has COVID changed the way you live, your routine, et cetera? Well, so I, what are you thankful for? My family. Back?
1: My family's health. Mm-hmm. Um, because there were a whole lot of uncertainties going into for COVID. Sure. We, we just didn't know. Um, how major this was going to be. You know, this pandemic was, you know, affected so many people, you know, differently. And, and uh, I remember when, when the pandemic hit, I didn't take it serious until Mm -hmm. it, you know, was basically on my front door when a good friend of mine um, got really sick and he was extremely healthy, worked out every day, did all the little things, watched what he eat, you know, was just a dear friend. And he was basically put on a ventilator Mm. quickly. And that's when it, shocked me. And, and, of course, you know, the first thing you think about is my family is your family. Yeah. That's the closest thing to you. So, you know, my kids, my, you know, I wanted to protect my kids, wanted to protect my mother who was up in age. And, you know, um, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a tough time. So I would say I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my family's health, friends. Uh, and just, you know, my heart goes out to so many people that, that were affected. Mm-hmm. Know, through the situation because people lost their lives, man, and that yeah. that was that was hard to deal with.
0: Yeah, for sure. What about daily life today? Has anything changed? Maybe you know things you can't really put on paper. Yeah. mentally. Yeah, I what, mean, look, I,
1: I think there were the awareness is is up there now. My awareness. Like, look, I, I've been really lackadaisical throughout my year, but throughout my my lifetime, and we've had a lot, a couple of events. Not only the pandemic, but then we had the the, the freeze here are yep. in Dallas mm-hmm. that knocked out the grid for a long time. And, you know, we were struggling. Look, I'm more aware of my surroundings. Uh, I'm being more proactive uh, in setting up safeguards. Like there were times even through this process, like I wasn't even sure about my insurance, uh, my medical insurance mm-hmm. and all the, look, I, I am so much more prepared for the little things now than I was pre COVID. Yeah, right. And again, like, you know, even at the office, the same thing. I, I just don't take it. I I have a new perspective on health. I have a new perspective on love, uh, on friendships, um, on so many other things based on the fact of what we've gone through in COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: based on the nature of what we do day-to-day, you know, work work looks like it's changed a little bit. Has yes. your routine changed as far as that goes at all? you um, still doing your, your normal thing?
1: No, no. I, I think my routine has changed. Right? You know, one thing about going through COVID is you know, I, I was able to spend more time with my family because we mm-hmm. were at home. The office was shut down. There were some routines that uh, I – you know, I, I brought along through that process of, of spending time eating breakfast with my son. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm doing that every morning. Yeah. Um, awesome. Being more affectionate in some ways to my wife because I'm around her. I was around her a lot. Got a ton of respect. Like the respect level for my wife and my kids has gone up because I, I you know, in spending time, you start to see of all the, the things that they have to carry and all the bullshit they'd have to put up with me, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I think there was like – yeah, things have definitely changed, man. I, I have a newfound respect for those that I'm close to.
0: Are you on team, I prefer to work from home at least some? No. Or are you on team, I, I – I need to work. Ready to be back in the office? No, I, I, a little bit of both. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't mind. I, I respect those that say, well, I want to work from home and get some time out. But I also feel like I need to be at the office at yeah. times, and I don't see if they're... Look, in, in our industry, I don't feel like there's a big issue with that. If you mm-hmm. get the work done, yep. if, if you're Tyler Klutz who's in the office and he's working from home here and there, I know Tyler. We all know Tyler. You know his ass is going to work. I mean, does he need to be in the office to do so? Yeah. If he can get the job done at home, then damn, get the job done. So I'm either way.
0: Yeah, and I didn't mean to like say, should everybody do it? I guess for you personally, did you find... Cause I'm guessing before the, the I know COVID, how I'm built. I'm guessing before COVID, you never even thought in your head like I'm going to work from home.
1: No, I never did. Never so I'm just it wondering for you
0: personally, did you find it productive being home? Did you? It wasn't productive? as
1: productive for me because my wife, yeah, is you know runs her business and she was yelling the whole time. <laughs> and i couldn't even find a closet to sit in so i was wanting to i was wanting to go to work so you're saying you you i prefer you aren't the master of your domain no not at all
0: (laughs) that's funny uh question three diego vaughn asks if you could have (laughs) if you could have anyone dead or alive on your podcast who would it be and why? And you can't say Jesus. Yeah, I can't say Jesus. <laughs> yeah, come
1: on, Diego. Uh, that ain't cool. So uh, other than Jesus, other who would than you Jesus, have on your podcast? <laughs> I would say that would be a great conversation. Would that be crazy oh, or man. what? To have Jesus that on your would, podcast? We'd be crying what would the you whole ask time. Jesus? I don't know. I'd be in tears the whole time. Like, yeah. I mean, emotionally, how do you get through that? How do you get through that That sacrifice? Yeah. How, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Be in the presence of a man who's... or. God, oh I mean, God, God, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. let's let's really okay. So let's.
0: But what's the first question you ask Jesus? Why? Okay,
1: you went deep. I thought how? you would be like, like how many questions? It's Don't we funny. all have that question Yeah. Why? Like, how do we get here? What, what is? I mean, we have so many questions to ask. Oh, it,
0: it'd be a it'd be a world record podcast. Oh, sure. <laughs> it would never end. It would never end.
1: <laughs> it never end. <laughs> all right. So who's who would you say? Muhammad Ali, hands down. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. And I would say that because a lot of people probably, you know, that are younger wouldn't understand. But, you know, I grew up in the 70s, and I watched a man um, uh, go through so much in his lifetime. You know, people really understand what Muhammad Ali went through. He's one of the great boxers, you know, like Olympic gold medalist, represented the country, uh, was a Christian and changed his views into, to Islam and, it, you know, was against the, the war in, in Vietnam and uh, went against everything that, that, you know, that the institutions were all for. He went totally against it, had to go to jail, spent time in prison, Had you know, just he was willing to sacrifice for his own beliefs. And, as a black man back then you just saw a man who just you know he epitomized greatness because of how strong he believed in his own way of life, and I just thought it was just incredible man. It was beyond what he did in the ring, just mm-hmm. the way he lived his lifestyle and and it challenged me as a kid to to say that's how I want to be yeah. Who cares what everybody else thinks? I got one. I mm-hmm. got one shot. Yeah. This is what I want to do, and uh, I'm going to ride it out and and love what I love and be passionate about what I want to be passionate about and, and not worry about what everybody else and how everybody else feels.
0: Uh, obviously, everybody's different, but I was too young to remember him at all. Right. So is yeah. there anybody to, that you see in sport today no. that, that has any sort of semblance? No, I think
1: there's a lot of people that, that – honestly want to have that mentality mm-hmm. and you, but it centers around money. He was unique, yes. man, yeah. because it wasn't about the money. Mm-hmm. It was never about, if he didn't, you know, he was a guy that if it was about the money, he would have shut his mouth and did yeah, did whatever. Right. have fell in line. He just, he was willing to go to jail mm-hmm. because he firmly believed that he shouldn't be going to war. Uh, and he wasn't gonna fall in line with the system, and I just, you know, I just admired him, man. I, yeah. You know, one of the, and truly, you know, at the time, if we talk about athleticism, they, they always say the greatest. He was the greatest. Yeah. He was the greatest because of what he, how he performed, uh, on on, on the big stage, but. How he lived his life, and I'll tell you this story. Quick story. So we we had this autograph appearance. I had this autograph appearance in in New Jersey, and I was the smallest guy on this. I don't know how I even got on this this stage on this autograph uh, appearance, but in the so there's when you walk into this auditorium, the crowd is out front, mm-hmm. but in the back behind the curtains, there was the Joe Montana's, the Dan Marino's, the uh, you name it, man, uh, Troy Aikman, and all these big-time quarterbacks, John Elway, Emmitt was there. There were so many guys that were back there that that were legends in the NFL world. Yeah, how did you end up in that game? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea how I was there, man. And this is like in 96 or something, probably because we had won some Super Bowls. Right. I don't out. Exactly. But we're in the back behind this curtain, but in the front was the entire crowd. And you entered, you could enter to the, the back, how we entered, uh, mm-hmm. mostly athletes entered, or you can enter through the front, right? But there's thirty, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 people in the front, you know, because they're waiting for us to come out and do a, a signing uh, out in public. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm in the back, and we're, I'm signing some, pre-signing some things, and you can hear this crowd, uh, crowd go, oh, Holly, Holly! So he was signing. He was supposed to sign that day, but he didn't go through the front, go through the back. No. He walked through the front and the crowd was screaming. Wow. Like they were going crazy. And he walks to the back, comes through the curtains, and every guy that was back, they were like little kids.
0: <laughs> they went back to their team. We were like, can quick. I get an autograph?
1: Yeah. Like, I saw him the first time. I mean, Elway, everybody was up there trying to get autographs from yeah. him. And he signed an autographs, taking pictures with, like, he was a star of the stars. Yeah, He was way, like, I, don't, I'm, I wasn't even close to being a star, but I saw guys like, again, Troy and Elway and some of the great NFL stars who are Hall yeah. of Famers, walk up to this man and just pay homage. That's crazy. I yeah, that, that wonder what it's special. like
0: to be that on that level. You know, I've made this comment before. You make fun of me all the time. But it's so fascinating to me that human beings put other human beings
1: on this pedestal yeah. like that. Yeah. That, that we just elevate. But I think, that, but I think that's what, it's, what I'm saying to you. I, his life was different. Yeah. It wasn't just sports. It was a sacrifice mm-hmm. that we all respected. Yeah. He took a stand. And that's. You know, nice.
0: Well, man, I want want to have him. I wish we could have him on, too. Yeah, man. (laughs) Sounds like a great dude. All right, last question. Um, Getting a little deep here. Jen Williams asks or says, you mentioned your daughter struggled with addiction in the past. Yeah. First of all, how's she doing? So you can answer that one first.
1: She's doing great. She is. My daughter, Miranda, is awesome. Like, and We can get into it here probably on the second question, but I'm so proud of her, man. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about a warrior's mentality, um, just, you know, still continuously challenges me every single day of my <laughs> life to to make me a better person, but, uh, you know, I'm so happy for, for my daughter and where she is, you know, today, but... Uh, she's she, living in Austin, correct? She lives in Austin. Yeah. What does she do? She's uh, she's going to school. She's going to be a nurse. Awesome. A practitioner, to Good be exact. Her. Um but she's a hard worker, man. She's she's I don't know where she got it from. It ain't from it for me, but she <laughs> she's a grinder, man. And she's just got she's put life in perspective. She knows what she wants.
0: Yeah. So good for her. Good
1: luck for you know the guy that she meets, brother. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her boy, her first boyfriend coming up, brother, to be in trouble. <laughs> to right. be some shit. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, so she's yeah. doing great. No, that's awesome.
0: And we say it every episode, but it warrants to be said a million times. It's interesting the profession she's choosing to go into. Yeah. Serving other people. Serving others. She man. went through something really difficult. Yeah. She's finding her calling and serving others. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what advice do you have for parents who have children struggling with similar issues? Is there anything you would do differently given the chance?
1: God man, I beat myself up. I, I really did. When my daughter was going through her situation through the addiction, I, I really Blame myself for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would tell me, you know, through that process, said nothing to do with you. This is on me. Yeah. Uh, and but what would I do different? Look, I, I think there are a number of things. I think one would be I would be more patient to really understand my daughter or my child. Mm-hmm. Just like get to know them. not not saying be their friend because I'm her, I'm the I'm her father. Mm hmm. But just open up and show my vulnerabilities. And I don't think I did that. I think I was more of a tough guy back then. Like, you just get done. Yeah. You know, if there's a problem, you just figure it out. Yeah. And Instead of, you know, telling her, hey, here are my vulnerabilities. This is what, what the things that have happened to me in my life. I didn't share those things with my kids growing up. Mm-hmm. And that was a big, for me, it was a regret because I feel like I could have gotten closer and had those conversations, I think she was afraid to have deep conversations with me because I wasn't, I had this, I was calloused, and I had this, you know, guard up like, you know, just get it done. right? And and now that I look back at it, man, I, I just felt like I if I would have just opened up and been soft and shown my, vulner, my vulnerable side, and I have, you know, through the years now, I feel like I'm more and more, I learn from that process, and more and more, I'm trying to share who I am. It's one of the reasons why we're having this podcast because mm-hmm. I want to, I want us to share our vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and encourage others to 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 know that they're they're not alone. We've yeah. gone through it. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are in your life, we've we've all gone through something. We all got a story.
0: Yeah, no, that's encouraging to me. You know, two young boys, and that's one of my fears raising them, especially you know as you know society gets more that way, it does seem like. Drug addiction is is a growing problem. Yes. Not a not a de- decrease. Now that mm-hmm. just might be my perspective. I haven't looked at the data on that, but that is a fear. Is how do you approach that mm-hmm. when they start getting to that age where it becomes, um, you know, an issue? How old was she when when you first found out about? Yes, the she was
1: about seven, eight, seventeen, eighteen. Okay, seventeen, eighteen years old yeah. somewhere in there. And it was a to me. I, you know, look, she may have a different perspective of this, but. You know, it was sort kind of gradual in a sense. you know she had made some changes from from one school to another. Um, she was changing as a person, and which rightfully so, we start to change in, in 17, 18 and you start, you know you start to experience things differently, and she was going through that, but I wasn't communicating with her. Mm. I wasn't, we weren't having those deep conversations. I wasn't, you know, there was a time early in life where I would take DJ, my, my oldest boy, and we'd go to all-star games here and there. I wasn't sharing those moments with my daughter or my, even my son, Jaden. I wasn't doing the little things to take them away, getting to know them mm-hmm. and them getting to know me. And okay. that, that's the regret that I have. I, I was just home every day, go to work. Yeah. Home, go to work, and yeah. there were there were none of those little experiences. And I, if I were, if I could do it all over again, man, they, we would have had so many more outside of ourselves, one on one experiences together.
0: When um, would you have started that if you could have? Oh By man, what age? Young,
1: five, four, Oh five, that young? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a big believer in in the fact of you know this is my second go around. Mm -hmm. And the mistakes that I made early on was I I didn't even my even with Jaden, who's 20 years old now, you know, Jaden was playing baseball and we travel the country playing baseball. But it was still never a he and I just, yeah, I went on 98 percent of those trips, but we were around his team the whole time. Mm -hmm. We still didn't have the experiences of just he and I going to to Europe. Mm hmm. Um, or doing little things together or going to a, you know, a, the MLB All-Star game or those types. I regret those things. Sure. I really do. And, 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 you know, that starts early, man. And I think we should, you know, if, if you have two, two or three kids individually, you need to take those kids individually yeah. uh, and have dinner or, you know, go through some experiences together instead yeah. of as a group all the time.
0: Yeah, my wife and I actually uh, have thrown that idea out there we haven't executed it we will but it's she'll take my older boy and they'll go do something I'll take my younger son right yeah. and now he's one in a, in a yeah. few months he's not gonna know anything but it's more for me at this age yeah. right and then we'll switch she'll mm-hmm. take my younger son and I'll take, and but to your point it's having that individual one on one because a lot of the things we do they're together right and they just get lumped together and you know we're just it, it's I don't want to call it lazy but it it you know essentially we're just being efficient with fishing. that. Yeah, right? exactly. And you know, we're all going to the park together. We're all going to walk together. No. Why not like, to your point, start now. Yeah. Get to know them get to know another cuz they're so different. Yeah. They oh my are, gosh, man. they're so different. But their personalities they, are so different. You
1: know what else they need to experience too? They need to experience you, you being an idiot. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> I, I don't know. How, of that. I don't I don't know <laughs> like how to fish right we just
0: bought my son his first fishing pole lesson and there Tyler you just go walked out he, Tyler walk, yeah. he'd make fun of us but i don't even know how to string the thing up exactly. is that even the white rat to say it Hello. i don't even know same
1: but they <laughs> our kids need to see us go through those experiences right, right? Yeah. And, and and you know hook a worm put a worm on the hook and all no. those yeah i know those, those, trust no. me but that those <laughs> are i'm telling you man in, in the good times I that look back at my life when i wasn't when i was like I wasn't the pro or didn't understand certain things. Those are experiences that my kids are like, man, remember that time you didn't? And we just, you can, you know, continue to move on that. Like right now, I got a five-year-old. that I'm still not a fisherman. And just the other day, we're at the lake, and the guy that's hosting us said, hey, man, we need to go fishing. And my son, uh, Judea, just lit up. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like holy cow He's about, my son's I'm, about
0: to know I'm a loser yeah
1: I'm about to <laughs> so next time we're out at the lake we're gonna go fishing yeah yep. awesome awesome. Yep.
0: well good man that
1: was fun yeah we can keep sure. on doing these yeah
0: thanks for opening up on that one cause I think I think a lot of people will find value in that last question for sure cause again I, I'm learning I, I've yeah. got two young boys I'm trying to figure this out I know that's gonna be something we're gonna face one day Yeah. so I'm hoping that I can be proactive and learn from people like you that That's what you would change. Hey, you know what?
1: Even for those that are, you know, my age, man, I mean, and your kids may be growing up, it's never too late. True. Still not too late. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Awesome. Well, you guys have a great weekend. Again, enjoy the time with your family this weekend. Happy 4th of July. No episode this Sunday. Uh, We'll be back to our normal schedule next week. Appreciate you, D.
1: Thank you.